This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. With oil prices staying above $100 a barrel here in the U.S., gasoline prices above $4 uh, a gallon, the question of dealing with these impacts is bringing up a range of options, things like potentially repealing the gasoline tax temporarily or a further release from the strategic reserve has either been discussed or acted upon. But there are other options available. And according to a Wharton professor, one could be the idea of a national energy emergency. A recent opinion piece in The Hill takes a look at that. Eric Ortz, professor of legal studies and business ethics at the Wharton School, as well as professor of management, was the author of that piece, and he joins us now. Eric, great to talk to you again. Hi, Dan. Good to talk with you, too. So start out by laying out your case for this declaration. Well, I think the main argument is that we are seeing these kinds of these fluctuations in the energy market and that this is not going to be a temporary issue. So if you look at most uh, estimates by the International Energy Authority um, uh, uh, and, and others, uh, this is not going to be temporary uh, international agency uh, agency. I'm sorry. Uh, it's not going to be temporary. So we're going to have significant volatility in the oil and gas markets and the energy markets in general going forward. And so what's needed is a, um, a coordinated effort to manage the transition that we need to take, not only to deal with the petrostate problem that we see so uh, acutely right now in Ukraine, but also to make a transition to a climate uh, friendly regime and energy, and that is a really big lift. And a uh, number of people have been arguing for a national emergency on the climate in general, including um, Majority Leader uh, Schumer uh, and a number of other um, senators and representatives. Uh, but I think that in particular, the energy emergency that we see now unfolding makes it critical that we need to do that. And just for uh, those listeners who may not know, the president already has authority to declare this kind of, a, uh, uh, of an emergency. And in fact, some of the measures already being taken in terms of sanctions are uh, using the president's emergency powers. So this would just be um, this would be an expansion of that under statutes such as the Defense Production Act, which says that the president has authority to uh, uh, move forward with energy production or construction. That would be critical to the uh, to dealing with energy problems. So you can enhance uh, supply that way, or uh, or enact conservation measures that would help uh, to improve the situation. Uh, and one other is the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, uh, that would increase the possibility to have sanctions imposed on rogue states. Uh, so those are just a couple of examples, and there are others. But that's the pitch. We're in a min- we're in an emergency situation here with respect to energy. Uh, and there's no reason that the president should not take uh, take on that authority to uh, deal with the problem. So it seems like there there's kind of a, a twofold aspect to this. One being what needs to be done in the short term because of what we've seen pop up in the last few weeks uh, and more of a mid to longer term mindset of what needs to be done. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Uh, one of the things that we now see quite obviously is the uh, the inordinate power of the petrostates. Uh, so, for example, Europe can't really put full sanctions on Russia because uh, Germany and other countries are so dependent on 
Russian natural, natural gas. So you see that this is an example of the few uh, countries, and they tend to be authoritarian regimes, if you think not only of Russia, but also Saudi Arabia or Venezuela or uh, some other examples. Uh, so what you need to do is confront that particular geopolitical problem that is putting pressure on democracies such as uh, Ukraine, um, but you also have to think about climate. And that's, uh, that's an issue that has not been on the agenda so much right now, but it, but it is critical that we also make this transition. As most people who look seriously at the climate issue realize, you have to make a radical energy transition, and you're, you're, you're absolutely right to say that's a medium-term uh, problem. Um, yeah. You're talking about two, you know, uh, the next decade or the next 20, 30 years where we really need to make a ma major shift. So both See, of those go together right now, because if you think about the Russian case, um, if Europe was not dependent on Russian natural gas and oil, then your leverage is significantly higher. And a problem right now is that a lot of people are still buying Russian uh, oil and gas, which is supplying the Russian war machine to continue uh, what it's doing in Ukraine. So if the White House were to do this, potentially how long or what type of a time frame are we looking at to have this declaration in place? Are we talking about, you know, potentially years of needing to have this in place? Yeah, I think we are. Now, this is would always be subject to Congress acting. And one of the big problems, of right. course, is that on the climate question, uh, the U.S. Congress has been notorious and not doing much of anything. There's a few things, but it's really nothing compared to what you need. So what we really do need to, the president, my view, and the view of uh, some of the others I mentioned, is that the president has to take whatever authority he's already been given under some of these statutes, declare a national emergency, and start making progress. So, for example, start making loans to uh, uh, increase the, the electric vehicle production, um, start, making, uh, start dealing with supply chain issues uh, in that respect. So there's lots of powers that um, I would argue the president needs to take. And, yes, it would be the next 20, 30, 40-year time period. And, again, if Congress doesn't like uh, the president using some of those powers, then Congress would be free to act. But I think the, the, the situation is critical enough with, with problems like uh, what we have in Ukraine as well as climate. And, by the way, on both of those issues, there are massive there there's massive support for both of those things. So there's massive U.S. Uh, public support for supporting Ukraine, and there's massive support that is more than what you would think in the Congress, but there's massive public uh, polling uh, support for action now on climate. So in doing these things, uh, I believe the president would be right in line with the majority who elected him. And, uh, and and that we would, uh, it, but it would be as it would be the answer is yes to your question. This would be a decade-long kind of uh, kind of approach because we have to use all kinds of powers that we have uh, to start right. to deal with the climate crisis. But I guess it, at least just in in the short term, because of of what we've been seeing in terms of the rise in oil prices and, and the cost at the pump here in the U.S., that there may even yeah. need to be in the very short term. Uh, an increase in production of petroleum here in the U.S. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, you have right now you have Russia with a lock and other countries with a lock on the markets. But what you don't want to do, and I think this is a, a risk, is you don't want to just say, well, let's just drill, baby, drill. Let's 
uh, take off all restrictions on natural gas production, oil production, et cetera, because um, that would just uh, contribute to the problem, right? You have So I think we have an acute situation now where it may make sense to increase short-term energy production. Declaring a national emergency would allow the president certain powers to do that. But at the same time, it would help the, the president could also say, look, it's not just about production. We have to act like this is a war situation, which I think it is the equivalent of both the situation, the, the, the status we're taking now is an undeclared war against Russia and, and Ukraine. And, and the way to handle the climate crisis is also that you have to treat it as uh, the equivalent of a mobilization for a war uh, uh, to deal with that. So on, on, on both of those kinds of rationales, I think the president should uh, should is within there is within his authority to take these steps. Are you confident that we will see that or are the dynamics in and around Washington, D.C. still so fractured that it would be hard for the president to make that move? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not inside the White House and, and don't have any kind of inside information about what's being considered. My guess is that this kind of issue, kind of approach or elements of this approach uh, are being considered because we've already seen the exercise of emergency powers, uh, which is natural in a, in a situation like this. So my guess is it could be being considered. Um, there may be one consideration uh, that, that the, maybe whether the Congress can act on some kind of a climate and energy package in the short term because of the crisis. Um, my estimate is probably not, given where the posturing is right now. My sense is that one side is basically saying, you know, this shows that climate doesn't matter. And we have to, as I said, you know, the, the, the mantra is take off all the restrictions and let's uh, let's just fire up the wells and the, and the gas. Um, and that's, I think, not the right approach. So I think that uh, I, I, my guess is that there will be at least incrementally, maybe not a, a broad national emergency declared in this sense, but that elements of this may be uh, taken as we see the volatility of energy prices continuing and the need right. to um, address the problem in Ukraine going forward. Eric, great to have you with us. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks for being, uh, thanks for calling and uh, have a great day. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.